Yo, 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 what up, what up? Welcome back to the Talk of My Shit podcast with your boy Too Skinny. I apologize I took the last week off, bro. I swear I wanted to record, but I was just fucking tired as shit, drained as fuck from everything, bro. But I'm back this week. I don't have a guest, but fuck it. We're going to knock it out. I feel like it's been a minute since we chopped it up anyway, bro. I, I want to talk about a few different things, but first and foremost, I want to start off with the Mundial because I didn't talk about that last week, and I feel like that's when I should have talked about it. But since I didn't do an episode, you know, I couldn't talk about it. But anyway, uh, Mexico went, went against Poland for the... Um, First, you know, whatever group stage, and uh, they ended up tying 0 0. It was actually a boring ass game, but um, I mean, it wasn't a boring game. It was pretty, you know, once the World Cup, it's the fucking World Cup, you feel me? But I, I was I was actually watching it at work, bro, through the computer and shit. And um, it was all pretty, whatever, you know, until the penalty came in. I was like, fuck, bro, another penalty at the World Cup. You already know we have a bad history with penalties at the World Cup. So I was like, fuck it, let's see how this goes. It was almost like a guaranteed goal. Like a penalty, I mean, it's pretty much, I mean, if I had to put it in statistics, it'd be like, I'd probably say it's like an 80-20, you know, on, on, on a motherfucking scoring, you feel me? But uh, <clears throat> we do, uh, you know, we have Memo Choa as a goalie, which is probably going to be his last World Cup anyway, you know, he's already getting up there in age. But um, that, every, every every World Cup, you know, that, that motherfuckers was talking about, he got, he got that dog in him, he'd be reviving, you feel me? And uh, he put a stop to that fucking penalty, bro, the whole, the whole motherfucking country of mexico and every mexican around the world went crazy the stadium was going crazy like he really you know it could have been a 1-0 game and he really fucking he really came in clutch for that one and we ended up tying the game 0-0 and then everybody was nervous for the following game which would have been with argentina on saturday now i would say any other time people would be nervous they would be you know, they would be less confident. But since Argentina played their first game with Saudi Arabia and they lost, people were like, oh, like Argentina's trash this year, you know, like we got it. We're good. We we're in control, you know. And uh, anyway, so Saturday comes around. They announced that the lineup, you know, of how they're going to be playing. They're going to play. I think it was like five, 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 basically five defenders and two people up front. And uh, it, was, it, it was basically the, the, the format that it was uh, it was laid out to be. It was just so we wouldn't lose the game, you know. I think I think every Mexico spectator and every Mexico, you know, person of the organization in the Selección just wanted to tie, you feel me? Like, obviously, a win is a win, right? A win is a win. A win is a win. But but I think everybody would have been happy with tying, which that's what it seemed like it was going to be for the most of the game, you know, until Messi came in fucking... For, came in clutch for Argentina because if Argentina would have lost that game, they would have got sent home, bro. And that would have been one of the first times they got sent home that fucking early, you know. And uh, but of course, Messi came in clutch. He put one inside, and uh, you know, at, at that point, you couldn't even really be mad because because I know a lot of people are fans of Messi, even a lot of Latinos and Mexicans. It was almost, I mean, everybody was cheering for Mexico. I think most people were cheering for Mexico, but it was still like, it was still like one of those things where it's kind of like, all right, well, it's, you know, this is probably Messi's last. Last World Cup as well, you know, it'd be good to see, so you know, what some people consider the GOAT get a World Cup, you know, with, uh, I feel like if he gets the World Cup, um, that would solidify him as the GOAT, you feel me? Like, I know Cristiano Ronaldo is like his, basically his nemesis or whatever, or people that are split up are either Barcelona fans or Real Madrid fans, even though either of them play with, with those teams anymore, but... Still, that's kind of what it's always been, right? Messi versus Ronaldo, Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Like, it's always been that argument, you know? And uh, 
Portugal's actually doing pretty fucking good as well, which is where Cristiano Ronaldo plays. But again, most, ever since I can remember, most people, like Messi was their guy. And, uh, you know, he made that goal and he couldn't even be mad. You know, at that point I was like, fuck it, well, maybe we can tie it up. You know, I'll still watch it. Still had some hope in me, you know. And then, of course, the young cat from, I think this kid was 21 years old, which is the first youngest motherfucker to score a goal in the in the Mundial for Argentina. I think the last person before him was actually Messi. So it's almost it was almost one of those moments where it's like passing the throne to the next motherfucker, you feel me? And uh and I mean honestly watching Mexico play this game, I mean I'm not a fucking soccer analyst and I'm not a fucking soccer expert. I don't even talk about soccer or football como le quieran decir, but it's the World Cup. The World Cup is like the Super Bowl. Like just because I don't watch the whole season bitch don't mean that I don't get to tune in for this. Like this is the important one, you feel me? Like I'm not gonna watch them when they're playing friendly games with Honduras in Houston, Texas. I don't give a fuck about that. But I'm gonna watch the World Cup, you feel me? And uh anyway, uh, you know, the you could just see the, the Argentinian motherfuckers are just Tall as fuck, seemed fast as fuck, and Mexico just seemed a little bit slow. Now, I'm a 400-pound person on here telling telling you guys that the professional soccer players of the, you know, would, would be the best in the country of Mexico are slow. That, that, that That's really a joke right there, my fat ass saying that they're slow, but I'm saying compared to the Argentinians, you see the difference in speed. Like, the motherfuckers were, number one, tall as fuck. So every time they were metiendo un centro or una tiro de esquina or something towards the middle, the Mexicans didn't even have a fucking chance. The fucking tall-ass motherfuckers just meek kicking that shit or hitting that shit with their head out of there. So I was like, every time they put one they put one high up, and then I was like, bro, who the fuck's going to hit it with the cabecita right now? Like, these motherfuckers are huge. Their necks were huge. Long neck, fat neck-ass niggas. But anyway, um... So we ended up losing 2-0. Honestly, that second goal that Argentina made was my favorite. That bitch was just, it was just clean, bro. It was just clean football, like clean, it was clean soccer. But it, I don't know what the fuck kind of accent that was. But yeah, it was, it was it was clean as fuck. Like at that one, I was like, all right, whatever, you know. So it's 2-0, then the game ended. So we lost 2-0. We still get, you know, we're still not eliminated since we didn't lose the first game. So we're, we're going to play, I believe, Saudi Arabia's next. We have to win that one to move on to the next phase, I believe. But um, but yeah, man, it was it was it was crazy to watch. And now the reason I'm bringing this this up now is because the Mexico's set to play on Wednesday this week, as well as everybody else, and they have to. I think it's like I think it's like a death match basically for most teams in this in this group, you know. So basically, like no ties. Like they are either gonna go to penalties or they're gonna fucking somebody's gonna take the game, you know. And um, but the biggest commotion, the big thing that everybody's talking about right now is Messi and the Mexico the Mexico soccer jersey. Um, basically, uh, this video went viral where it, like, well, the first thing, you know, the, this is the mis the thing with misinformation and I'm not here to defend anybody or blame anybody, but the first thing that I saw regarding this whole Messi, Messi said, Messi limpió el piso con la playera de México and all this shit. The first thing I saw was, um, pictures, what seemed to be screenshots where the Jersey is right next to Messi's foot. And it does look like, oh, it's a way la patio. It looks like, you know, there's just screenshots. There's not the video. And then there's people with paragraphs talking about, oh, this is what y'all goat is. This is who y'all think y'all goat is. Messi's wiping the floor with the Mexican flag. And all this kind of shit, right? But I was like, number one, it's a soccer jersey. It's not a fucking... <coughs> it's not like he literally grabbed the flag, right? And number two, I finally came across the video of what actually, you know, quote-unquote happened. And it seems like Messi didn't even, like, purposely kick it out of the way or purposely kick it. It looked like Messi was finna take off his fucking shoe, so he put one sh one foot over his other foot so that he could, you know, like, you know, everybody does... Every that's how everybody takes off... I don't, I don't know about y'all, but me, that's how I take off my shoes. When I get home, I just fucking... 
put put my put my heel to my toe and use one foot to take it off and that's it for you know unless I'm wearing shoes that either brand new or whatever that I don't want to fuck up from the heel then I'll be like all right I'm gonna bend out and take these motherfuckers off you know but most of the time I'm just fucking slipping them off with my other foot you feel me and um that's what it appeared to be it appeared that he unintentionally unintentionally moved the shirt with his foot and or or, or you could um you could say that uh yeah, I mean, I guess the argument would be why was the shirt on the floor in the first place, which I get that, you know. But again, it's like if somebody spilled something or whatever, you think I'm going to use my jersey for my country? I'm going to use the opponent's jersey. And I feel like if this was in any... And the thing about Mexicans, they're real fucking hypocrites because some of us, be, you know, when you motherfuckers go downtown Chicago and you go wave those flags on September 15th, September 16th, I be watching Snapchat stories of you bitches drunk as fuck on the floor laying with the flag on top of the flag. Or y'all be fucking just, y'all don't even be giving a shit. Y'all just be using that shit as an excuse to get fucked up and, and get stupid. And people be fucking literally dying in Chicago, getting shot. Literally, somebody got shot last year. Um, you know, and, and y'all want to, I feel like that makes the country look way worse than a motherfucker, you know, accidentally kicking the shit out of the way, you know. Uh, and the same thing with uh, Canelo. Canelo, the reason this even blew up crazy was because Canelo literally went on Twitter and was like, Oh, like, I'm going to read the exact same tweet that he put out because it's actually fucking hilarious. There's a, there's a, there's basically a tweet where, um, here, let me, let me read it. For, let me read it to you guys real quick. Just because even the translation is fucking hilarious. Uh, okay. So the original tweet is, así como respeto Argentina tiene que respetar México. No hablo del país, in parentheses, Argentina. Hablo de Messi por su mamada que hizo. As in, like, that nigga, he swear. And then there was another two where he's saying, like, oh, can't wait to run into him. Like, you're going to catch him lacking or some shit. Like, bro, Canelo, you got other shit to worry about. What did you even worry about Messi for? I feel like he just wanted to get a... Re- At that point, you know, I'm not saying Canelo's clout chasing because he's the number one pay-per-view sell, you know, seller of uh, in boxing and probably the number one boxer in the world right now. But uh, I'm like, bro, like, it almost feels like you kind of, in a way, clout chasing, like fuck is he doing the most for you know maybe he was drunk we we've all seen those videos of canelo being drunk and being overly aggressive you remember he he kicked out grupo firme from his daughter's quinceanera and um so i don't know i don't i don't know what his issue is but the funny thing about that tweet that i just read to you guys is that if you use tr- twitter translate to translate the tweet this is what it says it almost gets it perfect it almost translated it word for word but this is what it ended up saying look just as I respect Argentina, you have to respect Mexico. I'm not talking about the country, Argentina in parentheses. I'm talking about Messi because of the blowjob he gave. <laughs> that shit is hilarious as fuck. That shit, I don't give a fuck. That shit hilarious because it literally translated mamada and like into mamada, motherfucker. Like, but, you know, sometimes they give you the runaround or they use some other shit or be like, oh, can I translate that? Nah, motherfuckers, motherfuckers put that shit up there. But anyway, um... So, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like a lot of people were, you know, going back and forth with that shit. And also, uh, another thing I want to say is stop fucking trying to gatekeep soccer. I feel like I've already addressed these type of people, you know, those type of people like where they're like, oh, when you start listening to corridos, they're like, oh, you guys weren't listening to corridos before. Or like there's always those motherfuckers that want to gatekeep shit. Like, bitch, stop. Bitch, worry about yourself. Motherfuckers talking about Y'all wasn't even watching soccer like that. Or all of a sudden, everybody watches soccer now. Shut the fuck up. It's the World Cup. You feel me? Like, like, like I'm not gonna, I don't give a shit about soccer. I'm not watching every fucking... I'm not watching the Toluca game, bitch. You feel me? But this is the World Cup. Everybody's fucking watching. Like, I'm... 
I'm sorry you can't have it for yourself, bitch. It's the World Cup. But anyway, um, moving on from that, yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully, you know, we always as a Mexican, I always have hope that for Mexico to win, you know, and and, and get far into the fucking World Cup. But it always seems like we just always disappoint, man. We just always fucking disappoint. They already announced that the head coach is gonna be um, no longer with the team. So and they say that the person they're gonna bring back already has a history with La Selección. A lot of rumors that it's gonna be El Piojo. So we'll fucking see. I know that dude was a coach for America for some time, and um, it'll be dope to see. And a lot of things, a lot of a conspiracy is that Tata, the guy that's the coach right, the head coach of Mexico right now, he's actually from Argentinian background. He's Argentinian, so people are saying that that motherfucker set up the game to like he basically took out the good players. Though he set up the lineup the way it was just to give Argentina the game. And I don't know, man. It's pretty. Motherfuckers took that shit personally, you feel me? Like, that shit, that shit is lit. And one of, one of the things, though, I do want to say about the Mundial, I, I've been watching a whole bunch of videos of, like, what the country had to do to get ready for this fucking, you know, the World Cup to come to come to that country, which seems like it was bribery as well. That doesn't seem like too much of a conspiracy. It actually, like, they got paper trails of, of people in the FIFA, you know, organization, like, taking bribes from, like, either, you know, either getting a, a crazy amount of money for a property that they had for sale and it was completely overpriced or whatever. Some people got their kids into certain colleges or certain jobs in certain countries. Like, like it, it's pretty fucked up if you look into it, you know. But it looks like Qatar blew a crazy amount of money to have this World Cup in Qatar. And, you know, Qatar is an interesting country because it is, like, mo- it is an Arab country. It is, it's right next to Dubai from what I understand. But it's even richer than Dubai. Like, you look at Dubai, Dubai is supposed to be the nicest place in the world, you know. And they're saying that Qatar is even nicer and even more money than Dubai. But at the end of the day, it is still Muslim. So there's a lot of shit that's illegal, like no drugs. There's a, like, I don't know which one is true and which one isn't. They're saying that in the stadiums, they're not serving beer, which is pretty crazy because you would think that, Beer is the number one, like, especially, I'm not, I'm not going to speak for everybody else's country, but Mexicanos, cuando vamos al partido, like, even if you go right here to Soldier Field when they're playing, like, Copa Oro or whatever, it's una pinche peda, you feel me? Like, even win or lose, motherfucking cups of beer are going to be flying all over the fucking stadium. Like, it's supposed, like, you know, it's, it's part of the, I feel like it's part of the, it's part of the thing, you know, like the tradition, like, like the beer goes with the game, you know, and it's, I don't know, but, but I, I feel like at the same time, it's a good thing they're not serving it because, I would fucking hate that a fucking, you know, a fucking a Mexican just does some stupid shit on some drug shit. And now he's like on some Britney Gardner shit, like from WNBA, just in prison in Qatar for like 20 years. Because this motherfucker flicked a cup of beer at a prince or some shit like that. Fuck that. But yeah, man, it's weird. But then again, I do see videos of people buying beer. I don't know if this is outside of the stadium or near the stadium. I don't know, right? I don't know how it works, but... But yeah, drinking alcohol is a sin. I seen a few people sneak alcohol into Qatar. There was this guy in the airport with a Don Julio 70. I was like, damn, fuck that. Like to do prison time, I'm good on that shit. I rather, I think I'll wait it out for sure. But uh, anyway, so yeah, that's that's kind of what's been going on with the fucking World Cup recently. And uh, I, you know, I'm entertained. I'm watching it. I mean, I don't know if he doesn't win, then I hope. Um, I mean, if Mexico doesn't get any further, I would. I don't know. I would hope that. Um, I mean, France looking pretty cool, but they're saying France not going to make it. Brazil would be dope to see, you know, kind of take it in, you know, see Neymar get a World Cup. That'd be fucking dope. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so moving on from the fucking World Cup, I uh, want to talk about a little bit about, uh, dude, I've been going on IG Live and it's been fucking wild, bro. Like, I don't like, I don't like to come on here and talk about all oh, my followers, this, my followers, that. Like, I don't. 
Like, I just let it happen organically, and the shit's been going good, you know, and tickets have been moving, and, and it's been fucking dope. Like, we got, you know, we recent, I recently posted this fucking stand-up clip uh, on my Instagram, and I, I posted, like, three after that, but, like, I used to post a clip, even when I did, like, when I got my first surge of followers, um, my shit would only get, like, a thousand likes at the most, you know, when I started posting clips, it was getting, like, 300, 400 likes, like, that was the average when I had, like, 5,000 followers. I posted this clip from, from actually from D.C. I recorded this clip in D.C. when I was out in D.C. doing shows out there. And I put it up and it got like over 1.5 million views. It's got 100,000 likes on, on Instagram right now. And, um, and you know, I posted like a part two. Then I posted one about the pupusas here in, in Chicago. And I posted another one in, from D.C. Like, I've been posting crazy. But anyway, that one video that got 1.5 million, shh skyrocketing my motherfucking followers i'm at like sixty-three thousand followers on instagram right now dog when i see woo, celebration noise right here woo. but anyway i'm at i'm at 63k man and um not to not to brag about that shit or anything like that but like it's been giving me opportunities that like i never thought i would have so soon in my career like we're going to phoenix next week so right now it's i mean you're listening to this probably what the 29th the 30th or so end of november but next week on the 8th uh, we're performing in Phoenix at the Tempe Improv, which is like the big comedy club in Phoenix, you know, and uh, I'll be opening for Martina Mini, who, you know, who's the guy who gave me the opportunity to open for him in D.C. So we've built, you know, some type of relationship there and, and I'm glad to be going to Phoenix with him. And I got a lot of people who hit me up already from Phoenix, like, hey, bro, we're going to come see you. Like, we got tickets, like, like, I've been waiting to see you. And I didn't think I was, you know, I, didn't, I never thought I'd be in Phoenix this year so soon, but I'm so happy to be to be able to go down to Phoenix and shit, so, so I'm, you know, I never, I don't know, I've never been there or anything like that, so I'm excited, you know, it's only gonna be one day, like, we're gonna fly in, we already got our tickets and everything, we're gonna fly in, um, literally, like, um, that Thursday, December 8th, so we're gonna fly in next week, Thursday, if we, if we fly in, like, at 8 a.m., we're gonna spend all day there or whatever, do the show that night, and then we're gonna fly back, like, at 7 a.m. on Friday, so, because I got shows that Friday night here in Chicago, so it's like, it's going to be one of those, like, quick little business trips or whatever, but I'm fucking excited, man. Like, shit start, like, you know, like, I feel, again, like, for the people that have been here since day one or, you know, been listening recently to all this shit, just, like, this shit is all happening. Like, like I'm still taking it in, you feel me? Like, I don't even know how to react to all this shit. Like, it, it, like you know, it's just been crazy, like, seeing the followers grow. Like, I'm still the same person. I still go to work at my job. I still do the same shit I was doing when, you know, this shit wasn't like this. But now I'm getting offers to, you know, get flown out to Texas. Do like the opportunities right now that are lined up in front of me are crazy, and we're kind of taking them in one by one. You know, I don't have a manager. I don't have, um, uh, you know, like I like it's just me. You feel me? Like JV is helping me with the videos and shit, and I'm I'm doing the fucking everything else. You feel me? Literally everything else. I'm it's just me. So it's like trying to fucking trying to see what what show what what. What shows worth taking a trip for? You know what shows worth flying in for? Like, making sure the money's right. I'm getting, you know, private events are coming in, which I mean, I got a private event that came in. That's gonna, again, not to talk about money or anything like that, but you guys hear me talk about being broke on here. Like, I, I have no shame talking about being broke. I tell you guys, like, oh, you know, broke, whatever. And so that's why, like, I'll tell you, I'll be transparent with you guys. But like, I booked this private gig for like December nineteenth in the place in Chicago and. They offered to pay me a thousand dollars, bro. So it's like, damn, a thousand dollars just to show up, bro. You feel me? Like, show up, do my thing, and walk out. Where I've gotten paid fifty dollars to do before, now I get a thousand. You feel me? Like, <laughs> just like 
and, the, and having those followers does help, like, with the leverage, you know? Because, like, I was telling them, I was like, yo, they were like, oh, you know, well, you know, we heard it was, like, this much or whatever. But I was like, yeah, like, that was, like, a year and a half ago. You know, now shit's blowing up. So it's like, I, I need a thousand or else, like, I could take a trip and do another show on that same day. You know, it's, it's about, like, the highest bidder type shit. You feel me? Like, so anyway, it's not really like that, you know, but you got to let them know, like, hey, bro, you feel me? Like, I could be anywhere else, you know? Anyway, you know, it's business is business, right? But anyway, point is that, like, I'm booking I'm, I'm booking these shows and it's kind of like, fuck, like, like, fuck, it's like, finally, like, after blood, sweat, and tears, bro, like, I've been telling y'all, like, literally, like, eating noodle soup and shit and fucking... I know I'm a fat motherfucker, so I shouldn't be talking about food, but sometimes I want the pizza. Sometimes I want the motherfucking Olive Garden, but I got to settle for the Maruchan or whatever because I got to spend money on other shit, you know, and, and just shit that goes into the fucking business, you know? Like, I just bought my plane ticket and shit for L.A. as well. We're going to fly into L.A. January 21st. I never thought that my first gig in L.A. would be co-headlining, you know, with Renee Vaca, one of my favorite comedians. But shit, we're gonna be out there January twenty first. If you're listening to, I know that people from, I know I talk like I talk to this podcast like I'm only talking to people from Aurora, but I know that it's a lot of people now that listen to it from all over the country. So <coughs> I hope that you guys kind of get an insight of, of of who I am as a person listening to this. But yeah, you know, shit is shit is happening fast, bro. And, and I'm not I'm not planning on slowing up at all. It's like damn, like it, it seems like a lot, and that's why like. Sometimes with the pod, like with like last week with the podcast, I I, I kind of just took a break because I was doing hella shows, and then I had to, like I, like only free time I had, I was like, bro, I gotta like rest because if I don't rest, I'm gonna be burned out. So I'll knock the fuck out. Like the, I had one day off last week, and I fuck it was Monday, which is my recording day, you know. But I was like, nah, I gotta, I need to I need to sleep early now because if I don't sleep, then for the rest of the week for the shows, I'm gonna be burnt out. And exactly, I, I good thing I knocked out because then I was able to give people good shows the whole week, you know. And um, anyway, it was, it's been good, bro. It's been good. Recent today, um, today, um, Dunos, you know, people people say that I remind them of Dunos, you know, every time, even 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 strangers on TikTok or strangers on Instagram, they'll comment, they'll comment, oh, I thought it was Dunos, oh, I thought it was Dunos, and you know, Dunos World from No Jumper, he used to make all those skits. He's the one that's like. Uh, the homies, the homies, the, you know, like, like I, I, always, I do see myself in him a little bit, and you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm a fan of him 100, percent and I'm glad to see how far he came, you know, from being a guy who made Facebook skits to literally working his way all up. Now he's like an influencer. He's, he's got all, he's got like four different podcasts. Like, he's big, you know, uh, he's big, and um, uh, and you know, he, he finally followed me back, and uh. And, and you know I'm, I'm I'm I haven't talked to him personally yet, but I'm gonna invite him to uh, <coughs> I'm gonna invite him to the show uh, when I'm out there in LA, you know, and hopefully because he's cool with Rene Vaca too, they follow each other as well. So maybe if I'm like, hey yo, me and my dog are gonna do the show in Hollywood, pull up, you know, we'll give you two free tickets or whatever, come kick it with us or whatever. So you know, I, I'm not I don't want to promise y'all a podcast with Dunos, but if I at least get to kick it and build a relationship, maybe in the future we could we could definitely do something like that. But anyway. The reason I brought all this, all these followers and podcasts up and all this bullshit is because, like, um, you know, it's hard for me to tell the difference when when people look at you different because because it's like um, I'm 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 me, you know. Like I, some people talk about being humble and oh, I'm humble, I'm humble, but they don't really be humble. You feel me? Like I don't talk about being humble because I feel like I'm still me. Like there's, you feel know, like there's no need to, to act humble. Like I'm myself. You feel me? Like, but um, but this this past Wednesday I did a show at a uh, at um. 
here in Aurora at Two Brothers Roundhouse, you know, downtown Aurora, which, by the way, every time I've done a show there, I've packed it out pretty much the whole place and the balcony as well, you know, but but I feel, I feel like every single time there's been uh, there's been a little bit of space in between tables, you know, this time when I start, I only promoted the show like one or two days ahead of time and I was like, yo, this Wednesday I'm going to be at Two Brothers Roundhouse, you know, free show, pull up, bro, like. The amount of people, like, estaba llenísimo, like, it was, like, people on top of people type shit, like, when I looked, when I looked from the back to the front, I was, like, God, all you saw was heads, like, no spaces in between, just hella heads, every single table, every single chair was full, the balcony, same thing, wrapped around, (coughs) and as soon as people saw me, like, I'm not saying they were starstruck or anything, but that right away, you know, dapped me up. Oh, like, but before I even went on stage, people were asking me for pictures. You know, young motherfuckers that I never met, people from the west side, people from the east side that I never met, you know, they're asking me for pictures. And I feel, I feel, it, feel, it makes me feel good because I'm like, damn, like, when I was, when I was like coming up or when I was grinding it, you know, or when I, even in high school when I was doing the YouTube shit, like, there was re- never really nobody that was, was doing what I'm doing, you know, kind of like, like, there was nobody really to look up to or kind of tell you, like, oh, look, you don't have to do the regular shit or you don't have to go to college or you don't have to, you know, work a shitty-ass job. And, again, no disrespect to anybody that has a shitty job, but I'm saying, like, there was nobody as an example, you know, and I feel like if I could be the first motherfucker to tell you, like, like to, to, to show you better than I could tell you at the same time, but, like, inspire you to, like, follow your dreams, like, let it, shit, I'm... I'm happy with being that, you know, like a motherfucker from Aurora. You don't got to just get your bitch pregnant at a young age and be tied down to a job. Like, fuck that, man. If you're a good drawer, draw. If you're a good singer, sing. If you're a good rapper, rap, rap. But the point is, be consistent. Be consistent. I feel like that's one one of the things that I can definitely um, tell tell the people or whatever. Like, be consistent and the shit's going to work out. Like, I'm not saying I made it yet or anything, but shit's starting to fall into place, like, where it can put me in a position that... <clears throat> like right now, bro. Like all I'm waiting for is like I'm trying to get one of those HBO little one of those HBO Entreno specials or like a short Netflix special. And I feel like I got the material ready for it, but now it's just a matter of the right eyes seeing it. Like I said, I already got this HBO producer that follows me, and you know I, I'm cool with Ralph Barboza now. He's another skinny comedian from uh, I think he's from Dallas. He, he always looks like he's high, but if you if you look look him up right now, Ralph Barboza, R A L P H. Barbosa, that motherfucker. He's he's literally the, the biggest Latino comic out right now, and uh, you know. And then I would probably say after him is Rene Vaca, and then you know you could I guess you could line in everybody else you want up to that. But anyway, like the, like I'm locked in with them, right? I'm 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 gonna link up with him when he comes to Chicago. We already talked about it. I'm gonna host his show at Zany's. Two of them actually. He already sold one out, so it's just it just feels like like damn like this shit. Like, if I could get, like, the right motherfucker to share my shit, and they already got ties in HBO, or they already got ties in Netflix, or Comedy Central, like, they could put me in position, you feel me? Like, and, and yeah, so, so I'm kind of working towards that right now, you know, it's been, like, a fucking crazy, like, the, like the, first, the first half of the year, you know, we're still grinding, like, it's not, we never took a break. But now it's like the second half is like, oh, shit, shit starting. And then when you're on a treadmill and you start putting the speed up little by little, but then, like, you start feeling like, oh, shit, nigga, like, I got to start running faster because this shit is, you know, it's coming fast or whatever. But anyway, um, yeah, so just in Aurora and then, like, the way the, the host of that show brought me up, you know, he, let, he told people, like, oh, he's touring right now or whatever. Like, I could feel the love. The energy in the room was different, you know, like. Like, the people were excited to see me. They were happy to see me, and I was happy to see them. And it's just, like, 
I don't know. That's why I consider Aurora my home. You know, like I said, again, I lived in Chicago. I was born in Chicago. I lived in Chicago most of my childhood. I moved out here like fifth, sixth grade, which I mean, at that point, it's like, oh, there's people that moved here at third grade and they'd be like, oh, I'm from Chicago. I'm not from the suburbs. Like, no, I moved out here sixth grade, fifth grade. Like, I'm, I'm from Aurora. You know, like I, who I am today is because of Aurora. And I feel like that, you know, I don't know. The people that came out and supported me, I just fucking like, it just, the energy was different for sure, you know, and. And even after the show, you know, because I ain't going to lie, I ripped that bitch up. It was, I was fucking killing, bro. People were dying laughing, you know, and took pictures after the show. It was just, it was just, I love doing shows at home. Like, I love it. Like, there's nothing like it. You feel me? Like, there's nothing like it. And I feel like for this one, like, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like I had something to offer them. You feel me? Like, after a while, it's like, it's like when you go to war and you come back and you're like, and people are like, happy to see you. Like, oh, you fucking hero, you know? Like, I've been, yeah. <laughs> anyway, bro, I, I see if we humble, right? Because they're talking about he humble. Then he talk about he feel like a fucking war veteran. <laughs> nah, but yeah, bro, that shit, shit was lit. But anyway, what I was trying to get at is I've been going on live more, you know? Because people told me, like, people, like, comics that have a decent following and now they're starting the tour and shit, they tell me, they're like, bro, if you want to sell tickets, the best way is to go on live. Go on IG live. Go on TikTok live. He's like, when you're on live, you're going to see people that are going to be like, uh, that are going to be like, yo, when you come into Memphis or when you come into Phoenix, and then even though you've already been promoting the Phoenix show, they might just not have seen it. Or sometimes people watch your stories and they, you know, they motherfuckers don't be really paying attention. They be trying to find titties and ass. They're not post. They're not trying to see what a fat comedian posted, you know? So anyway, like a lot of people kind of just brush it off. So when you go on live, people are interacting, you know, and you can let them know like, oh. I'm coming to LA, I'm coming, whatever, you know? So, point is that um, uh, there, there was a few, there, I, I I go on live now, and I usually, I ain't gonna lie, I usually do it when I'm drunk because it's easier for me. Like, I feel like when I go on there sober, it's like, it just be dry, you know? So, when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm done with a show and I'm fucking lit or when I'm fucking, you know, when I just came from a fucking party or some shit like that, you know, like, I'm, I'm going on there. So, anyway, point is, I on Saturday night, uh, this past Saturday, or was it this past? Was it this? No, it was it was it was Thanksgiving night. Excuse me, goddamn, pinche moco me salió de la boca. God. What? Ugh, nasty. But anyway, um, it was Thanksgiving. I got home because I wasn't gonna. Anyway, so oh, dude, here, let me finish telling you about S and Fuck, I'm all, I'm all over the place. But anyway, so after we got done with the show downtown Aurora, bro, um, we I had some 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 guys come like owners of of. I'm going to drop the name real quick, but owners of a few... I'm not going to drop the name. I'm not going to do it. I think they're going to fucking fuck up my money and shit. But anyway, owners of this restaurant in Chicago, as well as owners of this carniceria slash liquor store in Pilsen, the one, all I can say is the one with the big-ass Selena mural on Pilsen, the owners of that building and store, um, like, they came out to see me here in Aurora. They had seen me before in Chicago. They had seen me before with Renee Vaca at Laugh Factory. And they came all the way from Pilsen to see me in Aurora, bro. And when they came out here, you guys remember that podcast I did where I told people that they gave me some lavada? Some people gave me some lavada and it tasted like strawberry, like Nesquik strawberry, bro. It was them, bro. So I told them, I was like, they hit me up. They're like, yo, we're going to go from Pilsen to see you in Aurora tonight. And I was like, nah, are you capping? They're like, nah, for real, bro. Like, anytime we get to support, we're going to support. I was like, all right, bet. I was like, si vienen, se traen la lavada. And they're like, yeah, we already got you, bro. I was like, all right, bet. Tell me why these motherfuckers, bro. So I get done performing, right? And they, they I, I see them like, oh, shit, what's up? I'm dapping up with them. Shout out to also Jesse El Grandote. Um, he's a, he's a, 
you know, Jesse Grandote, he's, you know, part of the Guagpod family. Like, he's, he, like, they're all tied into, like, the business, business, uh, business music in, in Chicago, the, you know, all the grupos and all that shit. So they're all kind of like one big, like, I don't want to say a cartel, but like one big fucking, like, they all know each other, you know? So they all came together, you know, and, um, and they were like, well, what you about to do right now? I was like, shit, bro, I'm probably going to go to a bar across the street, you know, get fucked up and go home. He's like, well, fuck it, let's go to the bar with you. So I took him, so I, I didn't want to take him to Black Door because that's more like a club, you know? So I took him to fucking, um, I took him to Aurora Tap House and we're all chilling there. By the way, shout out to everybody who I saw there. I didn't even fucking pay for a drink all night. Everybody kept giving me shit, but so I got, we, we started drinking right there at the Tap House and then from there, they're like, fuck it, bro. We got a section in Chicago at Canton Ocho, which I had never even been to. Like, I, I guess it's kind of like a Mariela's, kind of like a, you know, kind of like a, just a Mexican club where they have grupos and shit like that. So I was like, oh, bro, like, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to drive. He's like, fuck it, come with us, bro. Like, I was like, all right, fuck it. So we ended up going to Chicago that night after I got fucked up at Two Brothers. I was already drunk as fuck. We went, me and JB went all the way to Chicago. We went to Canton Ocho. These motherfuckers, bro, I had never been treated like this before. Like, these motherfuckers came in through the back door. Like, so everybody was in the front and there was a line and people were getting patted down. Bro, these motherfuckers parked in the back right next to the door. Like, they had their own parking spot with cones reserved for them. They pulled in, got, you know, I got out the car, they got out the car. They opened up, the, the security opened the back door and let all of us in with no issues. We go all the way into the fucking, they had a VIP little fucking, a sec, like a, a section, literally, a table. We went into the table, bitch started coming out dancing with bottles of Hennessy, 1738, bro, just started putting it on the table. These motherfuckers are literally passing around the baggy, bro. I was, dude, I felt like a fucking, like, you know when you feel like a fucking rapper, like, you know, I was like, God damn, like, I never even... I never even, I ain't gonna lie to you, I never even done bottle service in my life, like, <coughs> like, I could, I could easily, like, I know a lot of niggas do that shit at Black Door, like, I could really, I could fuck off, uh, I could fuck off a check and do it, but I don't want to be that guy that's regretting it the next day, so, for financial purposes, I just never really did it, you feel me, like, I was like, fuck that nigga, then I'm gonna be falling behind on my rent and shit, fuck that, so I never did it, but these guys, you know, they ain't got it like that, bro, like, I'm talking about, they bought bottles after bottles, bro, like, the bottle girls were dancing on them, bro. I felt, shit felt magical, bro. And then we left out of Canton Ocho around 3, 4. Me and JV had already got on an Uber home, bro. We're in the Uber heading home, like, probably, like, uh, probably, like, two minutes away, right? And then the guys call me, like, hey, where the fuck you go? I'm like, oh, bro, we're leaving, you know, shit's about to end. He's like, hell no, we're about to keep the night going, come back. So we fucking canceled the Uber. You already know when you cancel the Uber, and you're already inside the Uber, and the shit charges damn near full price. <coughs> we jump out the Uber. And we go back to the fucking bar. We and then um they're already outside in the back. They're like, yo, come on, jump in the wheel, we're gonna go somewhere. I was like, bet. So we go to their business, one of their businesses, and it's a liquor store. So we walk into the liquor store, you know, they got their girls, by the way, they're all their girls are bad shorties, you feel me? Like they're riding around with bad shorties. I ain't gonna no disrespect. But anyway, so so we go into the company said I mean sorry, we, my bad, but we go into the place, right? And the, and they, they they start pulling out bottles, bro, like Pulls out a 1738. I guess that's, that must be their drink of choice, you know, because they pull it, they pull that out. Then they pull a Clase Azul out. Then they pull a 1942 out. Pop all them bitches open, bro. They, they wasn't like, they was, they was not being shysty or stingy. These motherfuckers started, like, oh my God. I felt like, I felt like, I was, this shit was a movie, bro. Shit was my favorite Blackout Wednesday yet, you feel me? But, dude, we ended up coming home like at 7 in the morning, dude. Literally on our way back home with the sun, like, already beaming, dog. Like, just feeling like shit. But at the same time, I felt like a star. I was like, bro, 
I'm a thotty. You feel me? <laughs> but yeah, that shit was fucking hella fun. Y luego, según yo, el fucking Thursday on Thanksgiving, I wasn't going to drink. I was like, nah, I'm not going to drink. I'm already hungover. I'm already fucking up. <coughs> my bad. <clears throat> Damn, I feel like I haven't been able to recover my voice really too well, but I was like, hell no, Thanksgiving, I'm not going to drink. Fuck that shit. I'm going I'm to just chill with the family. Me voy a atascar con comida, and that's it. But uh, as soon as I got to my to my crib, with my parents' crib, um, the fuck, my cousins were already doing shots. They had Don Julio 70, and they had um, they had like two bottles of, a bottle of Tres, Generaso Tres Generaciones, the, silver, the Blanco, Silver, whatever. Then they had the Casamigos Blanco, and then they had the Don Julio 70, and then my dad pulled out one of the Julio 70 from Mexico. And then they pulled out another the Julio 70. I don't know from where. So we're just literally nobody's drinking beer. We're all just doing shots, bro. And using buzz balls as chasers. My dad had never even had a buzz ball before. He's like, yes, okay. He fucking chugged one. He was already gone, boy. And, and, and I ended up I ended up getting fucked up. I didn't want to get fucked up. I ended up getting fucked up, bro, again. And I had to go to work the next day on Friday, bro. I'm fucking waking up for work total fucking. Imagine two days back-to-back -back drinking, bro. Like, <clears throat> I'm fucking 26, bro. Like, I'm fucking... That shit's not like it used to be. Like, you know, I used to be able to <clears throat> stay up all night till 4 or 5 a.m. and then go to work at 8 a.m. at Starbucks. Like, nothing happened and shit. Nah, hell nah. I'm like, right now, Monday night, bro. Todavía me la estoy... You feel me? Like, todavía me la estoy curando, like... <clears throat> not even, not, not even in the good way, curando. Like I'm not still drinking. I'm still, man. I think curando is like I'm trying to recover, bro. Like, like Saturday. I, well, that Friday night I didn't do shit. I ended up knocking out. Then Saturday I didn't do shit all day. Ended up knocking out. Fucking Friday, Sunday all day. I, did, I think I didn't do shit from Friday to Sunday just to recover. That's why today I was like, fuck that. I have to do the podcast. Porque no dice ni vergas todo el puto fin de semana. I could have been done with the podcast. But anyway, I was just, it was just, that shit took a toll on me. But anyway, that shit was fucking lit, bro. That shit was fucking lit. But anyway, point is, okay, now I'm getting to the point that I want to fucking finally get to, bro. So I've been going on live more, right? And we're, we're selling tickets, whatever. Anyway, there is this guy that joins my live, right? There's this guy, dude, I just, I can't believe I just literally told half of this story and then stopped telling it and then now I'm going to finish it. So anyway, if you're listening with me, you already know I got ADHD and probably got autism. But if you're still with me, this is going to be funny. So um, this guy joins my live, right? And we're chopping it up on live Thanksgiving night, right? And he's like, yeah, but he's not really talking too much, right? So I'm like, what the fuck is going on, right? So I get him off my live. I kick him off the live and he just goes away, right? Then he messages me, right? We're talking about like 3 a.m. He's like, bro, my bad. I'm geeked as fuck. Like, I can't really talk because my jaw is like locking up and all this shit. I was like, oh, don't even worry about it, fool. Like, you're good. Don't even got to explain it. And I was like, where are you from? He's like, I'm from West Chicago. He told me while we were on live, actually. So I was like, oh, West Chicago. So that's not that far. You know, I was like, have we ever met? You know, do we know? Have you ever seen me? He's like, no, nah, I've never seen you, bro. I just follow you on Instagram. I've been following you, whatever. Ooh, ooh. So anyway, while we and him are on live, bro, some shorty keeps commenting, like, like, what's his name? He's so funny. And I'm thinking it's one of my followers, like, just like, you know, like trying to get at him or whatever. And at this point, I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm, I can't interact with every single follower. So it's not like, I'm not, I'm not like paying her no, no mind. But then the guy's like, what's up with this shorty? She look decent or whatever. I'm like, well, hey, bro, hit her up. He's like, damn, bro, you going to tell me that just coming off your live, I'm about to get some cutty. I'm like, maybe, right? So anyway, we both get off the live. I get off live too. He ends up DMing me, right? I don't want, I'm not going to say his name or anything. So don't, if you're listening, dog, I'm not saying your name. 
But anyway, he DMs me, and the shorty that was commenting on our, on our live um, <coughs> DM'd him, right? And she's like, oh, I think you cute, whatever, woo-woo. And he's like, oh, you know, like, you know, so they're kind of just having like a back and forth, right? And and he's telling me, he's like, bro, I'm, he's like, bro, if I get the smash because of your live, like, I'm going to shout you out forever and all this, right? I was like, all right, man, bro. Like, and it's happened before. It's been motherfuckers that come on the podcast before and have gotten pussy from coming on the podcast. You bitches need to start fucking me. Stop fucking my guests. Start fucking me. Fuck wrong with you. <laughs> anyway, so. So I'm I'm Cupid, if anything, you feel me? Like, I'm a matchmaker, dog. I'm like that bitch from Doce Corazones, you feel me? Like, I'm her or him, whatever you want to put it. But anyway, so anyway, so this dude's like, yeah, bro, if I get the hit, you know. But in my head, I'm like, bro, if this is one of my followers, she probably from anywhere in the country, you know. Like, she probably from fucking Buffalo, California, in the middle of California or whatever, you know. But anyway, so um, she ends up not being from, from, from there. She ends up being from Texas. But coincidentally is in town, not in Aurora, but she's in, in one of the Chicagoland suburbs because she's here to, for, with her family for Thanksgiving. So <clears throat> point is, this dude hits me up. He hits me up yesterday, Sunday, right? He hits me up with a few voice messages. And this is kind of how how, 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 how how this story played out. Here, I'm just going to play it. I'm going I'm to play the audio messages for you so you guys can listen to this shit. And I'm not making it up. Like, I'm... This is literally the messages that I'm getting, right? So, this is going to be about a minute or so of of audios, but just listen to them, bro. Bro, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just lay it down on how it went down last night, all right? Because this is some funny shit. I feel like you can use this in one of your skits, dog. All right, so I'll bring this bitch. I go pick her up, right? I pick her up. We're cruising back to the crib. She's super fucking quiet, dude, and I keep looking at her. <coughs> I'm, like, asking her questions and shit, and she kind of just looks at me, like, clueless, you know? Like, she doesn't hear me or something. I'm like, yo, like, what the fuck is going on with this bitch, you know? Like, something's wrong. Like, something is off, dude. Like, something ain't right, you know? I'm driving to my crib. I'm like, man, like, what the fuck's gonna happen, you know? Like, this is weird. Get to my crib, and we're here, you know, kicking it, put on a movie, you know, talking a little bit. And, like, she's just talking weird. Like, I don't know. Like, she's slow or something. I don't know, bro, you know? So we're kicking it and we start making out, you know, and then I'm like, yo, let's go in my room. So we go in there, you know, next thing you know, she's on top of me, whatever, whatnot. Flip her ass over, you know, and it's pitch black, dark in my room. Flip her ass over, dude. And I see this like red thing, like blinking, you know, like off to the side, like next to the bed. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is that, you know? And she doesn't like acknowledge what I'm saying. And I'm like, yo, what is that, you know? And I point at it. And then she, like, grabs it, puts it back in her ear, and she goes, I'm deaf. <laughs> bro, bro, I'm just like, what? Like, yeah, so, I guess I fucked a deaf bitch last night, dude. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. So, anyway, this dude, this is literally ends up hitting me up. I guess he ended up linking with the shorty, and I know he's telling the truth because... He sent me screenshots of him, tell, like, of him getting the location, telling her, yo, like, I'm outside. She's like, I'm coming, you know? So, like, he sent me all that shit, and it's off her Instagram, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, so I, I remember her comment. Like, I know this motherfucker not lying, bro, what I'm trying to get at, right? <laughs> and, um, bro, I was just like, imagine that. Imagine you, like, there's nothing wrong with deaf shorties. I, I actually, I actually have my own experience with a deaf shorty. I ended up going out with one of my homie's cousins. 
on like a you know we went out for drinks and then I took her to Black Door. I'm just this is the girl who started just she was she was deaf right so like it was like something she would hear something she wouldn't hear and I remember we went to Black Door and I'm like and I'm thinking like isn't Black Door gonna fuck up your hearing aid like the music in there is loud as fuck but she had never been there I was like you want to go to like a club type of thing she's like yeah so I took her to Black Door. And uh, I didn't even want to take it to Black Door. I just wanted to go to Black Door. I was like, bitch, I, saw, I, I hope I see my ex in here. She's going to be like, damn, he fucking with a decent looking bitch. But then, this bitch, this bitch had to tell me why we're at Black Door, bro. This bitch had, like, they start playing, like, techno or some shit, you know, like, EDM bullshit. Bro, tell me why this girl starts shuffling, bro. So everybody looking at me at Black Door, and I'm next to this bitch, and she just shuffling. I'm just like, nigga. <laughs> Knock it off, bitch. <laughs> The homie's laughing at me. <laughs> anyway, she was... Hey, I ain't gonna lie. She was hitting that shit, though. She was, <laughs> anyway, so... Yeah, she was deaf or whatever, but... So... But she wasn't, like, talking, like, you know, dumb. Like, you know, not dumb, but, you know... Some deaf people talk, like, yeah. you know, Y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all don't, 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 don't make me look like the bad guy. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But anyway... So he ends up saying that, um... Yeah, that he he basically basically flipped this girl over on his bed and seen that little red laser and shit. And we kind of talked a little bit more after those group messages where he's like, "Bro, I thought she was like recording me or some shit, you know?" Like, and he's like, "Nah, it ended up being that she was <laughs> she was deaf." I was like, "Bro, that's crazy as hell." But anyway, Hummy got some pussy off the IG live, so don't sleep when I go on live, bro. Y'all make sure to join that shit. I might get some cutie out here, man. Oh man, I feel like I feel like that's enough. I feel like I recorded. Mamada y media. Shout out to Adriel Compian, too, by the way. Uh, the last comedian I had on the podcast. The blind blind comedian. Uh, he, uh, I ended up putting one of his, you know, clips, his stand-up clips on the Talking My Shit page. And it kind of sat at, like... Oh, shit, my bad. And it kind of sat at, like, no views. Well, not, 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 not no views, but it had, like... It had, like, 500 views and, like, 100 likes or something like that. And yester- just yesterday, that shit just started taking off. Now it's sitting at, like... 38,000 views, but he's got seven seven 7,500 likes on the Talking My Shit podcast Instagram. So, shout out to you, homie, Adriel Compan. Well-deserved, and I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit, like I said, man, motherfuckers giving me the platform to, to get to the next level I want to get to, and I'm happy to give that platform to somebody, to the next motherfucker, you know, and I was happy that we were able to collab on that, and you know what I'm saying? Algorithm picked it up just recently, and... Hopefully he can get in front of the eyes of somebody that's not blind, motherfucker, that can actually see him. But you feel me? Like, put him in position too, man. So that's what it's about, brother. That's a brother. Who the fuck I think I am? Hulk Hogan and shit. Anyway, all right, man. That's enough for me. I'm going a, I'm to a wrap up this podcast. Um, things to promote. Before I go to D.C., I got one more show here. In, I mean, sorry, not D.C. Before I go to Phoenix, I got one more show here. In Chicago. I got two more shows in Chicago. This Saturday coming up. I'm doing, uh, I don't, it's not a private event, but you do have to get tickets. It's like a, a sneaker convention slash Kush, oh, not Kush, but slash, it's called Kicks and Kush, but it's basically a sneaker convention slash weed convention, and at the end of it, we're going to do a comedy show, so I'm going to go ahead and do, I'm going to headline that, do like 30 minutes and shit, so it's going to be fucking lit, bro, don't miss that shit. Um, if you want any tickets, uh, I'll go ahead and share that shit on the Talk of My Shit page, and uh, you guys can go ahead and get some tickets for that. Also, if you can't make it to that same day on December 3rd, on Saturday, the Saturday coming up, I'm going to be doing uh, that show that I help run, uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later, at the Lincoln Lodge. This show, by the way, is amazing. It's small, it's intimate, but we always sell it out. 
And this month, we have some of the best comedians in Chicago, like Abby Sanchez, fresh off his HBO special, Mo Good, who's been fucking murdering all over, Ali Draples, uh, Matthew Mitchell, like, uh, bro, me, motherfucker, you know, like, it's, it's going to be popping, bro. And I'm trying to work out some new material, so if you want to hear some new shit, man, come out this Saturday to laugh now, cry later. Make sure to follow my personal Insta, too, KevFlores300, that's where I post all my stand-up comedy clips and shit, um, and I'll have... Uh, I'll have a better podcast next week. I know this shit was all over the fucking place, but, you know, I feel like I just had to fill you guys in on a, on a few things. But I'm trying to think of any other shit that i seen this week that... This shit happened while we were in Detroit. Um, fucking, um, you see, you guys seen those two planes crashed in Dallas? That was fucking insane because I'm, I'm a big fan of planes. Like, anything's plane-related, I always used to say I want to be a pilot, but, you know, now that I, you know, I... Obviously, I could never be a pilot. I'm not healthy, number one, and I can't see shit, number two, but... Yeah, I would have definitely crashed that motherfucking plane right away. But yeah, it looks like a, it, it looks like it was at an air show, bro. And it was like two veteran pilots um, that were running those both of those planes, I think. And you know, these motherfuckers literally went to war in these planes. Imagine going to war in these planes, surviving, and then coming back and dying at a fucking air show. That's gotta fucking suck ass, bro. And yeah, the the footage of that shit was crazy, man. <laughs> <coughs> oh, another thing I didn't fucking talk about, the Belen- the Balenciaga, the Balenciaga fucking um, shit that's kind of, it's kind of going viral, but I feel like not too many people are talking about it, and I feel like people are saying, oh, people are being controlled, they're not talking about the Balenciaga thing, but in reality, I feel like, bro, most of us are fucking broke, like, not not all of us are buying Balenciaga, you know, like, and most of the time you see motherfuckers with Balenciaga, and they be the same shit all the time, like, you feel me? Like, like, we have no business buying Balenciaga. You feel me? Like, y'all already know I'm fucking first image for the t-shirts, and I go to DXL for the jeans, which is the big and tall, because I'm a fat motherfucker. That's it, fool. Like, I don't no need... Even when I do start getting money, crazy money and shit, like, y'all gonna see I'm never gonna change my outfit. It's always gonna be the same shit. I might, might drop a few pounds. I've been trying to lose weight and shit, but we'll see how that shit fucking goes, dog. But anyway, um, yeah, Balenciaga, so I guess that, um... I guess that they, were, they did a whole new campaign and it kind of just, <coughs> they have like kids, kids holding like this teddy bear, this BDSM te- teddy bear, you know, the, the teddy bear's got like, you know, they say it's got like, you know, kinky shit on it, like it's got like leather straps all over it, like kind of to symbolize like, <coughs> like kings, kinks, you know, <coughs> God, God damn, bro, I can't recover from my fucking throat, bro. Anyway, um, and, and and then on top of that, like if you look closer into some of those uh, pictures, they have like um, like they, like they, there's a whole bunch of shit, bro. They have like I don't, you know people. Some people like to dive themselves into this type of shit, but they have like like um, court documents from from when people said you you could use child pornography. I don't all kinds of shit. I, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna get into it because I feel like if I I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but. If you haven't heard about the Balenciaga thing, if you like conspiracy theories, this one is pretty, it's a, it's a pretty fucking, like, interesting one. And it's not really a conspiracy theory because it's literally, like, it's, it's out. Those pictures are real. And, I mean, it's pretty much in your fucking face, you know? Like, maybe they did, you know, I guess if you think about it as, a, like, a, a business person, sometimes they do shit like this because they know there's people out there that are going to try to break it down and make it more than what it is. And just and they're gonna be like, dude, we don't even gotta do the promo. They'll do the promo for us, you know, like me talking about it right here on this podcast. Like, like it's gonna bring more eyes to, and attention to that type of shit. You feel me? But at the same time, you don't know. Maybe they're putting it in our face so we um, <coughs> normalize crazy shit like that. But 
Anyway, all that shit, man. Y'all go. I don't. I'm not even gonna get into that. But y'all have a good week. Thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys for everything. I'm sorry for being late. Um, I'll I'll drop an episode next week on time before we leave, and uh, and I'll let you guys know how everything's been going. All right, y'all have a good one. If you have any questions, DM me. Whatever the fuck, anything. Have a good one. Bye bye.